Blog Talk Radio. As a slight pivot, everybody's favorite Lord Fauci, Lord Fauci, Anthony the Science Fauci, because everything scientific rests upon him. And of course, if you attack Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science itself. I am the science. That's what he says. But not yet. Anyway, he says... Some interesting things regarding the pandemic, and we're going to cover it. Dr. Anthony Fauci um, says that America is finally out of the pandemic phase. Let's listen. Coming from Blaze. During the Tuesday interview with PBS News, Alex Fauci, who currently serves as President Joe Biden's chief medical advisor, said that the U.S. is in a good position with COVID when compared to the rest of the world. We are certainly right now in a country with a pandemic phase. A country out of the pandemic phase. Fauci told anchor Judy Woodruff, adding that while COVID-19 will never be eradicated, it can be handled. The community spread of the virus can be uh, quashed as, uh, as low as possible with vaccinations that don't prevent transmission. Uh, anyway, uh, and other possible mitigation measures. He told the Post for a Wednesday morning interview that while the pandemic rages on and other parts... Diana and I am delivering the truth and exposing the lies, not just in New York State, but nationwide and worldwide. I am flying solo tonight on the show. Um, and I have an awesome guest. Our guest has been on before. Um, I'm going to have on Michael Jasinski, and he is with the Chittawaga um, Crown Council. He's running again for reelection. And he. <clears throat> He's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on in Western New York. Now he's going to make uh, Chikawaga a better place to be. For those of the listeners, um, and there are a lot of them, thank you for our ratings. Our ratings are through the roof, and, um, you know, that's fantastic, especially considering the slight uh, blip we had in the radar screen back in August. Um, Our ratings are better than ever. And um, all of our past episodes you can catch on Blog Talk Radio, Freedomizer Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple. Um, And we've actually signed on a few new people um, on Freedomizer Radio. So be sure that you go on and check out all the shows um, on on that website there because um, there's a lot of good ones. And there's obviously worldwide there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm not going to get in too much. Uh, with the stuff that's going on in Israel and Hamas, 
um, because, you know, we could talk about that all night. And when I have my um, co-host on next week, we will definitely be talking more about that as these events unfold. Um, and, you know, I was watching Glenn Beck today, and, and he had on some of the videos, and some of the videos were just literally horrifying what they're doing to these kids um, over there. So um, I don't want to take up too much time talking about that, but there's a lot of information, and there's a lot of the stuff that the media is not telling you the truth about. Of course, what else is new on that front? Uh, so anyway, I'm going to do some updates um, as far as what's going on um, a little bit in New York. Um, even though we're kind of gearing the show to not be just about New York anymore, um, it is kind of a little bit about everything. But uh, they did ha- we actually had a win in New York this uh, past week, which actually is really good. They, um, the New York State Supreme Court, um, they uphold the ruling that struck down the COVID vaccine mandates for the healthcare workers. So now, you know, they don't um, have to be vaccinated to work. However, we're still trying to find out what's going to happen with back pay and the people that have lost their jobs because although they have reincended that, um, they, you know, a lot of people, and I personally know people that do not have their jobs back yet. So there'll be more information on that to come, and obviously more information on um, the quarantine camps. We're still waiting on an answer for that, Um, and as soon as we have that information, I'm sure Bobby Ann Cox will reach out. Um, So that's a whole shit show in New York going on. Uh, You know, they have, (laughs) you know, they have terrorist uh, warnings going in New York, actually in and outside of the city borders. Uh, because of what's going on in Israel. So um, that's going to be pretty interesting um, to see what happens there. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people are genuinely scared uh, with what's happening there. I mean, it's it's a pretty serious issue. And, um, you know, obviously our administration has one agenda, and that's themselves, and they think they're going to save the world. So, um, you know, we're off the Ukraine soapbox now, and we're on the Israel soapbox, um, which means there's going to be billions, and there already have been billions of dollars that's being transferred there. While in the meantime, they're letting these illegals into our country to do God knows what in the ultimate end here, you know, that they're bringing these people here. Um, and there's a lot of oh, conspiracy theories as to why they're here. And I know Michael's going to get into that because there actually have been illegals in Chittawaga and in all areas of Western New York. So we're going to we're going to talk about that. Uh, so, um, I mean, I could go on for hours. There is just so much stuff that goes on all week, uh, you know, in between radio shows, aside from normal everyday uh, life. But they. they um, Boy, I'm trying to find my notes here. Hold on with me. Uh, They nominated, the Republicans nominated Steve Scalise um, for the House Speaker. So that's interesting, I guess. You know, I I don't know. But, you know, don't don't worry. Trump is still coming back if you still believe that nonsense. So, um, they did vote for him, though, behind closed doors, which was kind of interesting. It was kind of kept quietly. 
Um, and, you know, we all had our suspicions about who it might be. Everybody said it was going to be Trump. Please stop. Stop it. So um, I'm going to bring Michael on shortly. I'm just waiting. Hold on. Michael, I think you're there. So hold on a minute because I'm going to get you back on here on the show. And you know the drill. So I just completely lost my screen. Ah, there it is. All right. Hello, my friend Michael. Are you on? Hi, Diana. It's a pleasure to be back on the show. It's a pleasure to have you again. I know that there's a lot of stuff going on tonight, so I'm glad that you um, were able to take the time to be on again. And it's just me tonight. Um, and there were a lot, actually, there were quite a few emails that were sent in um, and actually got a couple phone calls too. But, I, you know, I don't know why these people don't call in. They should call in their questions rather than emailing them because, you know, I like to hear live people. But that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll do it through questions. And um, there's, there's people that, um, you know, they have some questions for you. But just um, I, I know that you know the drill here. We have, you know, we have a, a delay because it's live radio. There's a slight delay. Um, so when we're talking, we'll just kind of keep that in mind. And what I'd like to do is um, kind of give our listeners um, a little bit about yourself first. Uh, where are you from? Um, and what is your intention? And then we'll get into some of the questions that people have sent uh, from uh, Chittawaga and actually all around Western New York, which is kind of interesting. So go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm currently on the town board uh, in the town of Chittawaga, New York. I was the first on our town board. Um, I'm currently the endorsed candidate for supervisor by the Captains and Lieutenants Police Association for the town of Chittawaga, New York. And I've also been endorsed by Erie County Sheriff John Garcia. Um, Our police in our town realize that Chittawaga is having some problems policing um, with these migrants here. And let's let's mm-hmm. be fair to our listeners. Let's call people exactly what they are. They're illegal aliens. Um, I was the only one on the board who openly expressed that we should get them on a bus, send them back to New York City. <clears throat> These people mm-hmm. that are here illegally are getting better services, better meals than our seniors than our veterans. We're closing veterans' food banks. We have seniors that have built their homes in this town as far back as 50-some years ago that are being taxed out of their houses. They come to me, Michael, Mm -hmm. I paid off my house 20 years ago, and I'm on the verge of losing it because of taxation. So um, a little bit about myself. Uh, I've lived in Chittawaga just about 30 years. Uh, I've been with my wife about the same, about 30 years. My son served over in Japan as a Marine. I'm a father of three, a grandfather of two. Um, I'm an engineer. I'm a certified engineer. 
My education and background is in finance, business management. Um, so I have all the tangible skills that are needed for a leader in this town. They can lead us out of the, the depths of this decades of demise that the Democrats have been not only running the town, but running it completely into the ground. So the first time in the inception of Chitawaga, our people have a choice. Uh, the gentleman that I'm running against, and I, I'm using gentlemen very loosely, I wouldn't even give him the grace of that. He is a registered socialist to the um, United uh, American Socialist Society. He's for defunding the police. He's looking to downsize our police force. Um, he was openly expressed his allegiance with the Palestinians versus Israel. And he is anti-police. It clearly states it on the Democratic Socialists of America's website that they want to defund the police. Uh, and they don't want the police to have any uh, ability to endorse candidates that are against their um, what they stand for. So me being a regular citizen like anybody else, because this isn't about Democrats or Republicans. This is about our way of life here in America. It's being threatened. We're in a crossroads, not only here in the town of Chicawaga, but in the entire nation. We need to vote yeah. in people that are going to lead this country, not people mm-hmm. that are going to run it to the ground. I'm sorry, Diane, did you say something? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. It, it, this is not just, you know, obviously it's not just a local issue. I mean, you know, the, these illegals and, and everything that's going on, it's, it's, it's everywhere. You know, it's, it's not just here. So. Yeah. I talked to a police officer today. So basically, .go is the organization that is um, hired through New York City to manage this illegal migrant crisis. So I talked to a police person earlier today, a police guy, and he told me that they made an arrest for somebody that wasn't even part of that program that they have no clue how they got into this country, that they had all the welfare benefit cards and credit cards, and they don't even know who this person is. This is real. Our way of life here in America and in the town of Chitawaga is being threatened because what they do is the southern states, they ship them up to the sanctuary states like New York. New York is the largest Next to California is the largest sanctuary state in the nation. Well, mm-hmm. the influx is so great that New York City can't handle them anymore. All their hotels are overbooked. So what they do is the runoff. They send them to Chicawaga. So now what's happening is, is they're talking about giving these illegal citizens a $2,500 a month rent voucher who in western new york can afford twenty five hundred dollars who can compete oh i know this is oh yeah the rents are ridiculous everywhere 
I mean, sometimes one one bedroom is, you know, fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a month. You know, and that's a big as far as I'm concerned, that's a big slap in the face to say a senior citizen who might be on fixed income. There's no way they're ever gonna pay twenty five hundred dollars a month or be able to afford that. So in my opinion, what's gonna happen is now landlords are gonna just raise the rent more because they're gonna get the money from the illegal. You know, there's no paperwork, there's no nothing, you know, they're just going to take them in. I mean, if I had rental property, $2,700 a month, that's nothing to sneeze at. It's pathetic. And, and, you know, I also heard, and uh, you can confirm this or you don't have to, but I heard that there were some local um, hotel and property managers um, that they're getting a pretty big kickback from these illegals staying in the hotels. In fact, um, I, I heard a rumor that one of the developers was getting $200 a night for each illegal. Whether or not that's true, I don't know, but somebody's getting paid. They're not just, you know, putting them up there for free. Yeah, at this point, Diana, nothing would cease to amaze me. You know, we're supposed to be the land of law and orders, and the problem is is that these illegals, let's call them for what they are, are staying in hotels. We can't even enforce our codes when it comes to uh, what's considered a homeless shelter versus a hotel. We have a very weak regime here in Chictawaga that cannot stand up for the people that have been lifelong taxed, putting the people who came here uh, you know, illegally before the actual taxpayers that built Chicago to be the great town that it is. The yeah. problem is, is that our county executive should have done a state of emergency. Me, a supervisor of Chicago, would have done a state of emergency, like Niagara mm-hmm. Falls did and all surrounding other counties. The problem is, is that we have a, a Democratic Socialist who sits on our board, who's in cahoots with the AOCs of New York City and New York State that is for lawlessness, is for this mm-hmm. chaos. It's all about votes. And for the first time, Chicago actually has a choice. They either vote for more of the same in the demise of Chicago or they're going to vote for somebody that's going to put the people of Chicawaga first. I'm not afraid to take the fight to the state. I'm not afraid to take the fight to the county. I am putting our people here in my town, my beloved town of Chicawaga first, and that's why I got the endorsement from our police, from our sheriff, because they know there's a problem. Our court system here in Chicawaga sees more court cases than the city of Buffalo, New York. To me, that's a serious problem. It's a part-time job that these judges are that have taken on. And the problem is, is they can't keep up with the workload. You know, it, they get part-time pay, but let's face it, they're working five days a week and on weekends where they're, you know, having to sign warrants and everything in the middle of the night to, to, to crack down on this stuff. So we're in a crossroads, not only in this town, but in this nation. And we need leadership who's going to lead. We need leadership with tangible experience and background and the resume to move our town forward. They, the, the, my opponent has 
pledged to raise our taxes in this town. I'll tell you what, we're the second highest tax town in Erie County, New York. We leave mm-hmm. the county in foreclosed homes. Majority of those people who have foreclosed on their home are 65 or older. These are senior citizens that have paid their debts to society and they're being forced out of their homes because they cannot, they don't know if they can pay their food, pay their medicine, or do they pay their taxes? That's an awful way. But, we seem to have the resources to pay for people who walked over here illegally and are getting the red carpet rolled out for them. To me, that's a serious issue. And I promise, as the next supervisor of the town of Cheektowaga, New York, this will end on day one when I'm sworn yeah, in as Cheektowaga's next supervisor. Yeah, good. Hey, I just got a text from somebody that's listening in, and they want to know you said that you were the second highest tax. Who's the first? Orchard Park? West Seneca. West Seneca is a high, but yet he hasn't had a tax increase in three years for West Seneca. West he's still Seneca, the highest. Huh? $150,000 home has, is the highest tax base in Harry County. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Interesting to know. Yeah. Uh, um, well, we won't talk about West Seneca. That's okay. We don't have to. We're talking about Chitawaga. I, I, I agree. I It's mind-boggling to me. I mean, I have a relative that lives in Chitawaga, and, you know, while her mortgage is paid off, which, you know, is great, you know, she could probably sell her house for a pretty penny right now if she really wanted to. But I think her taxes are, I want to say maybe $7,500 a year, um, maybe 7000 and, you know, when I've watched, them, you know, they're going up again, going up again, going up again. And it's like, yeah. You know, I mean, they, they voted for a tax increase straight across the board, I think, in the whole state. So, um, you know, people are. People cannot afford to live. You know, I was in, in a local grocery store today, and I, I think I bought, I don't know, a few things of salad. Uh, you know, a couple of sprouts and, I don't know, bag of oranges and, and bag of pears. And it was like $60. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, yeah. I'm buy organic. Still, $60. I mean, yeah. if, I, if I have a $4 thing of salad yeah. seven yeah. days a week, which I typically do, um, and for those of you that are listening that think that's funny and whatever, but, um, the problem is, Nina, is the people that say they're for the middle class and the poor are only pushing them further into poverty. These Democrats aren't the same Democrats of when my family was young during the John F. Kennedy days that was for the working class. John F. Kennedy today would be considered more right-wing than Donald Trump. That's how extreme he would have been considered in today's society. So most of my friends, a, a large amount of my friends are Democrats. Chitawag is three to one Democrat. Even they have said, you know what, the part, we didn't leave the party, the party left us. This isn't about Democrat or Republican. It really isn't about party lines in Chitawaga. It's about who has the tangible experience in the background and the accruement to lead us out of the ashes. Now, I have to turn back decades of abuse. 
and I, I'm ready to roll up my sleeves on day one and get down and get dirty and turn this town around and get it to the great place that brought my wife's family and my children here to this beautiful town we call Cheektowaga, New York. Yeah, it's 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 definitely there. There is um, there's a lot of work that has to be done. So listen, I'm going to go to my first commercial, and then I'm going to come back with some of the questions. Um, it'll be a short commercial. I won't do the whole four minutes, um, but I have to pay attention. So um, delivering the truth, exposing lies. Michael just being on the line. I'll bring you back on in three minutes. We'll be back, guys, with questions for Michael. Hang tight. So Ice Cube reportedly turned down a $9 million contract because he wouldn't take the vaccine. Here he is. I turned down a movie because I didn't want to get the m***ing jab. You know, I turned down $9 million because I didn't want to get the jab. didn't want to get, you yeah, know, that jab. And f*** y'all for trying to make me get it. Oh, because you wouldn't get the COVID shot. Yeah, the COVID shot. Uh-oh. The jab. The jab. The jab. Yeah. During the pandemic. During the pandemic, man. The pandemic. At all. You didn't mean Nothing. Them. I didn't catch it at yeah, all. Yeah, I didn't need. Uh, so there you go. Uh, and oppose that too. I just juxtapose. Hey everyone, proof here. Just wanted to ask you guys: Are you guys tired of all the mask ordinances that are passing all over the place, with people telling you that you're not allowed to buy and sell unless you have a piece of fabric over your face? Well, we sure are tired of it. Please check out real barefaceislegal.org and help us get together to fight these mask ordinances. You can also find Bareface is Legal on Facebook, either as a group or a business page. Anyway, help us fight back against these stupid mask mandates. Realbarefaceislegal.org This is real, y'all. This is real. This is really happening. This is real, y'all. Y'all, this is for real, y'all. This is for real. This is for real. This is Brooklyn, y'all. Family, y'all take it serious. Y'all take this thing real serious, y'all. This is for real. This is for real, y'all. This is for real. This is this is real. This is right here in Brooklyn. This is right in Brooklyn Hospital. Y'all, this is for real. They put the bodies in 18 wheeler, y'all. Please stay inside. This is for real. This is no joke, y'all. Hey, everyone. Come check out the Proof Negative Radio Show here on FreedomizerRadio.com, Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast as we fight the New World Order and rock the health freedom world together. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty Lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Hey, everyone. Proof here again. I want to let you know that you want to protect yourself against this upcoming food shortage that's about to happen. I know with all this COVID stuff that 
growing your own food is going to be extremely important right now. So I want to enter. Okay, Michael, we're back. You there? Yes, I'm here. Hold on. I'm here, okay. Diana. No worries. No worries at all. Just like this is the sense of the platform, so if you screw up, it's not a big deal at all. Trust me. <laughs> You can say what you want. You can do what you want. That's kind of the nice part about um, our whole ordeal with the 30 or so of us. Um, you know, we don't have any censoring that way by the FCC. I don't know how long that's going to last. Who knows? Because I guess Canada, they test us more now. If you want to have a podcast, you have to go to the government and have it approved. So that would be scary if that came here because, boy, oh boy, there'd be a lot of picked off people. Can you imagine? Having to have it approved, they would they, they wouldn't have done anything. Go and tell them Dan Bongino, they'd all be off the radio. It wouldn't be good. So yes. we'll see what happened. So um, a couple of questions. Uh, we, you told us where we are from. Uh, there was a listener that called in that lives in South Prince in um, Kitawaga, and he wants to know what are your what do you feel your richest strengths are. I'm sorry, Diana, you kind of broke up. Could you repeat that question? Um, there was a, a gentleman that emailed me, and he lives over on South Prince in Chittawaga, the border of Chittawaga, Lancaster, West Seneca. That's kind of like the right. tail end of everybody. Were you able to hear me? Yep, that's off of Borden Road, South Prince. I know exactly where it is. It's like five minutes from my house. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's kind of that's kind of kind of South Chitawaga. Um, but he wants to know yeah. what do you think your three greatest strengths are? My three greatest strengths are the ability to bring all parties to the table and get the hard work done. Uh, my ability of understanding what it takes from everything from inception to fruition and getting things done. Um, I used to work and run a company, one of the largest construction companies in the United States. I ran the entire state of New York for this company. So I had uh, local 210 and local 91 employees, and we had a lot of challenges. Um, but my ability is... You know, one of my strengths is to overcome and get the hard work done, uh, be able to problem solve. You know, being a supervisor of the town of Chihuahua, there's going to be a lot of challenges. Um, my ability to overcome and figure out these challenges and get the work done, not only the work but the hard work done, is one of my strengths. Um, that's one thing I can definitely uh, say that I uh, work diligently on. Um, the ability to find the answers um, and, uh, um, you know, keeping our town safe. You know, one of the big things that I cannot stress enough on and the reason why I got the endorsement of the Captains and Lieutenants Association of Chitawaga is because I will keep our town safe. You come to Chitawaga, it you know, we have a standard of living here. We want our town to be safe. And right now, because of the current town board, it's not. We have, you know, our courts have more court cases than the city of Buffalo. So 
I'm going to turn the tides on that. I'm going to build our police force and keep this town safe. Um, the ability to understand what multi-million dollar projects are, you know, as I said, you know, my background is in engineering, uh, construction, uh, business finance. Uh, I know what a five and ten and twenty million dollar project looks like. I know what it takes to get these things done. Uh, the company I work for, we did a lot of civil engineering, a lot of heavy highway work. So I know what it takes to, um, you know, get these projects accomplished. So, um, you know, uh, I'm a mechanical engineer, so um, I, I fully understand, you know, all these heat pump systems and stuff that New York State's trying to transition us into. And to be perfectly honest with you, we don't have the, enough natural resources to facilitate um, such a change, you know. And, uh, yeah. you know, let's think, you know, um, the ability to negotiations, you know, with unions and uh, employees. And, you know, it takes all kinds, you know, to make things happen. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm very open-minded. I'm very flexible, but also I'm very strong and, what I feel it needs to be. And at the end of the day, I have to make a lot of tough decisions, but I'm going to make the decisions that are in the betterment of this town and our taxpayers. Um, right now, I know um, the, junk, the guy who I'm running against, he's publicly spoken on raising taxes. I'm going to put Cheetahwag on the map and bring revenues into this town um, through having more you know, uh, functions, uh, you know, like Tondawanda does or Canal said, they have concert series. I want to bring concert series here to Chigdua. I want to think Chigdua grander stage. I want to bring more revenue into this town from the outsiders. When, you know, we got the uh, largest airport this side of New York State. You know, when people get off that plane, they're here in the town of Chigdua. I want Chigdua to be a destination town where people want to come and spend their money. Instead of raising taxes, we need to bring revenue into this town. So how do you do that? You need to make Chictawaga a destination. I want to have a, a, a downtown Chictawaga where people can come and, you know, have a square where, you know, there's music playing in the square and there's all kinds of functions and, and festivals. We don't have a crab apples festival. We're, you know, we're known as the town of the crab apple. We don't have a crab apple festival, but towns like Lewiston have the peach fest and jazz mm -hmm. festivals and stuff. These are the ways we can raise revenues in this town without putting that burden on the taxpayers. So I'm thinking Chicago Grand Stage. I want to put Chicago on the map for the right reasons, not the wrong reasons that have have been trending on. You know, right now we're not trending in the right direction. With my leadership, we will raise money to bring to Chitawaga. You know, the, the the guy I'm running against, he's more concerned about unionizing Starbucks workers in the city of Buffalo than worrying about the unionized workers here in the town of Chitawaga that are making $15, $16 an hour. Who in the right yeah. mind would take a job? I can work at Mighty Taco making sixteen bucks an hour and probably get a free meal. So we need to we need to take care of the people who take care of us. The backbone of our town who does all the heavy lifting and the heavy work and plows our roads and you know, we're we're the snow belt. 
Chictawaga is definitely, when they think of snow, Chictawaga is the snow belt. We get just as much snow as the south towns, if not sometimes more. And these guys, uh, you know, they're away from their families. And uh, we need to take care of our employees who keep our roads clear, they keep our sidewalks nice, that work on our infrastructure. So I've got a, a, a huge vision for this town. I've got a plan that's going to position us. It's going to take me a couple, probably about two years, year and a half, two years to really get the dust to settle and really get the ship sailing in the right direction because, as I've said, I'm the first Republican ever elected in the town of Chitawaga, so I have to unravel years of abuse. Democratic leadership has, you know, trying to ruin this town. And, uh, you know, it's up to myself as long as everybody who's running on my ticket because we actually got a really superb slate. We've got myself for supervisor. We've got two retired military nurses, Barbakowski, Eileen Epner, and then we have the great Vern Thompson, who's running for board. We are the voice of change. We want to give the power back to the taxpayers and the people of Chictawaga. We want to turn the tide. We want to put Chictawaga on the map for all the right reasons. We want to make, when people think of New York State, they're thinking of the town of Chictawaga. Because as I've said, I want us to be the example for the county. I want us to be the example for the state and the rest of the nation. I want to show people how we've turned this town around. Because if we don't, we're going to look like um, Detroit, Michigan, and these rundown towns that, you know, if you, if you didn't know where you were, you'd think you were in a third-world country. I'm not going to allow that to happen here. And when I say third-world country, I don't mean about where you came from in this world. It's about the state of the union of Chictawaga. It's about maintaining a standard. We welcome anybody in Chictawaga. The problem is is that people that, as we've talked about, and as you said, we can have a whole show just talking about illegal migrants. The problem yeah. is, is yeah. we need to fight for the people who live here in this town, not people who came here illegally. At next supervisor, Chikawaga, I'm going to fight like hell for every taxpayer, every person in this town, like no one's ever fought for this town before in the history of Chikawaga, and that is my promise as next supervisor. Good. Yeah, you know, it, it is infuriating because I think, you know, my grandfather, he fought in World War II, Korean. He was, he's buried at Arlington. My dad was a lieutenant colonel in the Army. And I'll be totally honest with you, I'm glad they're gone because they would probably prove if I know watching all of this. You know, and but my my mom's parents, they came over from a Stalin concentration camp um, in 1949. And my, my grandfather and my mom could message the show if because I know she's listening um, if I'm wrong. But um, I think he made a nickel an hour or something on the railroad. You know, they worked their asses off to get where they are. They didn't have anything when they got here, nothing. And they left this earth, you know, with a couple of houses and, you know, a decent family structure. And, you know, it's it's pretty sad when you are you have them coming in. So it's very infuriating to, um, you know, especially to people like our veterans. I mean, our veterans, there's homeless veterans on the street, yet they're putting these ding-dongs up in hotels, you know, for free. So it, it's very infuriating, and people should be mad at this point. And if you're not, then th- there's just 
you know, th- there's no going back if, if, if you can't even remotely see what's going on. So let me play the right. devil's advocate. Let me play the devil's advocate a little bit because that, that gentleman asked that question um, about what your greatest strengths are. So what do you think my question is going to be? What are your, what do you feel um, your weaknesses are? I mean, you're a human being. My weaknesses, well, my weakness is, is I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, right? I mean, because everybody likes a good underdog. And, uh, you know, I talk to some people around the nation. And they always raz us about the four Super Bowl losses. And, I, you know, I was, somebody who used to work with me moved down to Florida, who's a diehard Bills fan, and he goes, you know what? The minute you come to the conclusion that you're a Buffalo Bills fan, it's the first time that you face the reality of denial. So um, I just don't accept loss. I just I'm, I'm very tough on myself. I hold my hold myself to an extremely high standard. Uh, I don't take this very easily because I am very diligent. I'm a hard worker. I, I believe in perseverance. I believe in follow through. And I believe I'm being a person of your word, a man of your word. So uh, losing is not an option to me. Um, and uh, I, I just, I'm very persistent. My weakness is, is I do not accept defeat at all. Um, you know, um, I, I, I'm more of a person who focuses on my strengths and what I need to do in order to be a better leader. And how I do that is I lean on my peers I lean on my team, the people I work with, the people who are around me, because I cannot be the great leader without the support of everybody in this town. And I will definitely be open ear to everybody, not just a few select people. In order to fix this town and get it sailing in the right direction, you have to be open-minded and you have to give the power back to the people because at the end of the day, that's who employs us as elected officials is the people and when the people speak we need to you know hear them not only hear them and listen to them but follow through you know what's happening here in Chittawaga is that these bong shops are popping up like weeds everywhere and you know let's face it there's almost a Tim Hortons in every square three mile radius we're attracting yep. the wrong kinds of businesses. As I said, if you drive down some of the main drags, Union Road, Transit Road, Harlem Road in the town of Chittawaga, I guarantee you could probably find 30 to 50 vacant buildings. Why don't we have some type of incentive program here in the town where we can have these empty buildings uh, be small business? Because let's face it, you can travel anywhere in the world. One thing, Chictawaga, Buffalo, New York, because Chictawaga, New York is a suburb of Buffalo, you know, the chicken wing capital of the world. Our pizza, our food, our, our, our sandwiches, they're just bar none, hands down the best. So we need to encourage more small business to get back these buildings back on the tax roll, the redevelopment. We need to uh, you know, give people incentives to fix up, fix up these uh, dilapidated buildings and give people a reason to come and do business in the town of Chittawaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. So, yeah, that, that was a good 
Buffalo Bills fill in your weaknesses, and I and I like that because you know <laughs> that's probably one of my weaknesses too is being so involved, being just a little bit too hard on myself when it comes to not, you know, being productive on certain things or not not productive, but not them moving as fast as I would like to. And I've got some really big changes coming up in my life that I'm really excited about. I'll tell you about those at another time since we're on the radio show right now. So let me get back. I'm, I can't get to my emails. I just like literally lost them. So I'm just going to go back and get these questions for you that I had. In the meantime, uh, while I'm looking for them, tell me, um, tell me a little bit about the candidates that are running with you. Okay, so as I mentioned, um, we have Vern Thompson, who um, is a great candidate, who is very qualified and has a vision as myself to bring Chituaga to the next level and put us on the grander stage, and really put us on the map for the right reasons. Vern is a general manager of one of the most exquisite, high-end uh, restaurants, Salvatore's, the general manager there. And what he does is he really does an exceptional job. He's worked there for many years. He worked himself up through the ranks to earn his position through you know, giving people what they deserve. You know, you pay a good dollar to go to this restaurant. It's high, it's high-end dining, and uh, he's earned a, a very good reputation, um, and, and the trust of the people. And as myself, has been endorsed by the Captains and Lieutenants Association of Police in the town of Chitawaga. He's an exceptional candidate that has the same vision. Uh, we have two retired military nurses, Barbara Bukowski and Eileen Abner, that Mm -hmm. they're going to work with me, put our seniors first and our senior uh, population first. Because as I said in the beginning of the program, you know, Chitawaga leads Erie County, New York, in foreclosed homes. A large majority of them are people 65 and older. So we want to make sure that they're – our seniors, our aging population in this town are receiving all the necessary help. You know, when you're a senior, you're in your golden years, you shouldn't have to worry about, am I losing my house? You should be in cruise control. You know, you paid your debt to society. So one thing I wanted to mention, I think I might have mentioned it in the beginning of the show, but the last time the senior exemption was voted on in the town of Chitawaga was 1985. My first what? month in office, we voted on it, but it passed. Yep, 1985. Um, so my purpose of running, I'm sorry? That's insane. It's insane. That's, that's, that's right. Really, we need to, I thought you were going to say, like, maybe a couple of years ago, 1985. Oh, my God. 1985, right. So, you know, my big thing is is that the seniors who made this the beautiful town it is, the desirable, um, blue-collared, true all-American town are now in their golden years and potentially at risk of losing their house due to taxation. They say, Marco, yeah. I paid off my house 10, 20 years ago, and now I'm at risk of losing my house. I can barely afford my medicine, 
And uh, it's up to me because I want to retire in this town. I love this town. You know, I tell you what, it really is an all-American town, you know, with blue-collared workers. You know, we're stone throw away from Bethlehem Steel. I mean, you know, Buffalo at one time led the grain mills, you know, where we supplied the West with all the grains and stuff. And, you know, Chitawaga is really deep and enriched in, in culture and, and, and uh, history. And one thing I want to do, too, is, as I was talking about, bringing us to a grander stage is, you know, obviously bringing more festivals, more activities, um, but also, you know, have some historical tours like you do in other towns, you know, where they can do the trolley train with the person talking on the microphone and talking about historical areas in the town of Chitawaga, you know, where people are going to pay money to check these tours out, you know, make this a destination, you know, bring revenue in this town instead of raising taxes. That's been the biggest gripe. People in this town of Chicago, they're getting tired of being overtaxed and underrepresented. As our the next mm-hmm. supervisor of Chicago, I'm going to curve that. I'm going to work diligently on that to make it more affordable because, as you said, Diana, I, I mean, you know, we're very – close in age i mean when we were young a loaf of bread wasn't even a dollar now a loaf of bread's five six bucks i mean who the hell oh, is for that Mhm. yes and and you know i it, i don't really eat that there's somebody else um here now that i buy gluten-free bread for um and i think it's eight dollars a loaf now you know eight dollars a loaf mm-hmm. thankfully uh a lot of it, but still, crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, yeah, we're, we're predominantly like, oh, democratic. People don't have any luxuries anymore. With you know, it's not like, hey, let's go to dinner and a movie. Um, no, because we have to buy groceries or you know get new tires for our car because that's all we can afford. You know, there's no luxuries. I mean, to go right. to a movie nowadays, now you're talking about a hundred dollars. Right, and it's not even. You know, four tires is about now. I can't even afford four tires, so maybe I'll get two tires this week, and maybe next month if I can afford it, maybe I'll get the other two. Right. I mean, nothing's yeah, I affordable see. anymore. Like I said, the, the, yeah. the, the population needs to understand we're yeah. under siege. We're under siege, and we're mm-hmm. being invaded, and this is serious. This is serious it is. because it's affecting our way of life. Yep. There's, you know, there's a lot of memes that fly around. You know, some of them are funny. It's, it's okay to joke about it. But I think deep down there's a lot of scared people out there. You know, there's a lot of scared people out there. They don't – there's a, way too much uncertainty right now, you know, with everything. And we're talking well, – we're going into – Go ahead. No, I'm just saying because, you know, like where these illegal um, migrants are being housed, they're in a neighborhood that it used to be a great place to go trick-or-treating. These people are coming to Mm -hmm. me and saying, Michael, I'm afraid to take my children trick-or-treating. I'm afraid I'm going to be mugged. These are people that come each and every week to our town board that express what's going on 
the problem is, is our leadership is putting people who have raped women ahead of the people who have paid taxes in this town, lifelong taxpayers of the town of Chicago. They don't even feel safe enough now because the hotel where these illegals are being housed is in a residential neighborhood. They're like, Mike, I'm worried. I don't even think we're going to take the kids trick-or-treating this year. And if we do, we're going to have to take them to a different neighborhood because these illegals, what they're doing is they're walking over the bridge to the liquor store, robbing the liquor store of booze, and they're sitting in front of the hotel getting boozed up. I mean, when are we forced to love And It's bad. Yeah, it's like a bad movie. It's like I, if you I don't know and, and you know I'm I'm 52 years old so like you said I think we're pretty close. If you remember that movie Escape from New York, long time ago, I think yeah. it was Russell Crowe. I mean that's that's what I feel like we're moving to. I mean especially when you get into like New York City. New York City is a is a dumpster fire now. You know I have friends that live there. The, there's the there's really nothing good living yeah. in that city at all. It's it's horrible. It's just out of control, and the only way we can stop it is that people have to vote different. New York State has been primarily a blue state. This isn't about party lines anymore. This is about electing people that will put the people of New York State first, the town of Cheektowaga first. The people who've paid into the systems first. If we can't take care of ourselves, how in the hell can we take care of anybody else? Grace, you know, I love my town. I'm willing to fight, and I'm not going to put my guard down. I'm going to fight like hell, and I'm going to put the people at Chicawaga first. I'm going to be open-minded, and I'm going to empower the people the way it it was written to be. It's we the people, by the people, for the people. 100%. And there's, there's a lot of other town supervisors, I think, in, in that area that will that will back you up. Thankfully for trick-or-treating this year, I'll be in shorts. And, you know, for my kid to go, it'll be a nice, nice safe community because it'll be uh, nice and warm with a lot of other kids. So um, let me ask you, um, there was another that came in, but this this, this kind of ties in um, with with what you were talking about already. But I mean, if you want to insert, you can just because they emailed it in. But um, Marie, she says, um, why do you want to work in government? And I think you've kind of covered, you know, a lot of that. But if there's something else that you could pick out of what you said, maybe as a fine point for her, I'm just sorry. to answer her question. Was that the question? Uh, yeah, why do you want to work in government? Okay, so in order to change the government, you must become the government. I was just your everyday worker, blue-collar guy who just got sick and tired of the bullshit in our political system. And I said, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I'm going to throw my hat into the ring, and if I win... Then I win. If I don't, I had nothing to lose. Fortunately mm-hmm. enough, people came out. They voted for me. I got the most votes because 
People are tired what's going on. You know, my neighbors, I, I could, dozens of people that say, Mike, I'm just tired of the way things have been ran. I'm, you know, we're no, I'm no different than anybody else that lives in this community that wants to keep our town safe and affordable. And uh, to me, to do, do that, uphold the values. And uh, I just got tired of the way it is. I'm no different than anybody else, but the difference between me and a lot of people is I just didn't sit on Facebook and bitch and complain. I physically got involved. I felt the need. I I mean, call me crazy, but I actually felt like it was a calling from God that told me, Michael, you need to save this town. This is where your family lives. This is where the good people of Chictawaga live. And... I want people to be assured that with my leadership, we will always have hope. We will always have the ability to move forward. And uh, the problem is, is that for far too long, you know, I don't want to make this about parties, but it's been one-sided, one-party rule. And these Democrats that rubber stamp everything, that stand in solidarity and they're not open. They're not open. They're not open to change. They're not open to evolving and doing what's best for the people in this town. That's what I'm about. I'm here to fight for the people in this town, blue-collared workers, the everyday person, and uh, the seniors, the veterans, because these are all things that are very near and dear to me. Um, you know, I could care less who you're affiliated with, what party you're in. I'm here to fight for 100% of this town. I'm here to fight for the north, the south, the east, and the west of Cheektowaga. As, as the next leader of this town, my promise is that you will never meet a person who is dedicated to bring everybody together and unify this town, build the morale, and put us on the map for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I loved what you said about the, the keyboard warriors because there sure are a lot of them out there that have a lot to say about people that don't say it to your face, right? They're, they're all sitting behind the keyboard, uh, uh, you know, bashing people, and they know nothing about their everyday lives. and pretty freaking pathetic. But I guess if you consider the source, um, you know, consider the source sometimes, right? So anyway, um, let me ask you a question. So um, were there any difficult situations um, in your journey so far with all of this that you actually learned from? Yes, that this, what's going on in local politics runs deeper than what's on the surface that everybody sees. It's very deep-rooted, and the corruption is deeper than anybody could ever imagine. And Mm -hmm. these people know this. And they're willing to fight to continue this corrupt way of running our town. These people don't care about our town because if they did, they would have been fighting for the people in our town. I've been on the town Uh council for 22 months. 
My opponent's been on the town board for six years. In his six years, our taxes have gone up, our police force has been compromised, and he's not even allowed into some of these departments because of his ideologies. They don't want him there because he is so far left. He's a socialist. He's an extremist. And he's not here to build bridges. He's here to put himself on an island like a dictatorship, and that's what people have told me. He's dangerous to this town, and we need to get somebody, as myself, elected because I don't want to put fear in anybody's hearts because that's not what I'm about. But Sheik Dawaga is in trouble. And it's yeah. up to the people at Cheek to Walk to have a voice. And they do have a voice, and that's me. And I will give the voice back to the people at Cheek to Walk. We will start with my regime and my, my leadership. We will lead this ship into the promised land. As corny as that may sound, that's the truth. I have the background and experience. The guy I'm running for, his background is in fast food. His background is in stocking shelves for Pepsi, and I don't have any problems with that. You know, it's a job. You know, I'm not knocking anybody for what they do, but we need somebody with the accruement, the resume, the background. This isn't on-the-job training. That's what it would be for my opponent. It's on-the-job training. And if he wanted redevelopment in this town, if he wanted all the things he's preaching to to these people – He's been on the board six years. He's had ample time to do it. He has got nothing accomplished, not a thing. We need a leader who can lead. Day one, January 1st, 2024, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and get to work and do all the hard work for the people in this town that I love. Yeah, that, it's pretty interesting that he literally came out publicly and said he was going to raise taxes. I mean, why in the world? Why in the world would you vote for that? I mean, <laughs> it's just insane. You know, why would you say that? Why would you even say that? Uh, you know, weeks out from an election, it's mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. But you know, they don't change. Union employees going to change their health care to a Canadian-style health care system. Oh yeah, well they 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 don't want that here. They want that throughout the whole state, you know, with the, with the um, the socialism type of medicine. Yeah, that's some scary stuff because then guess what? You don't have a jab or you don't have this or, you know, you're not up to date. Guess what? You get my no health insurance. Diana, my opponent doesn't even have a job. He quit his job to run his campaign. He stole money. He was a delegate for Bernie Sanders. He stole money from Bernie Sanders' campaign. He's living off his wife who works. He's trying to tell poor people how to live when he doesn't even have a job himself other than town board. Yeah, that's pretty. That's, well, that's just, well, I guess, you know what? People People actually vote for him and he's... They deserve what they deserve. So, so I, I have one more question. They have no reason. But there is no reason to vote for them. They're absolutely not at all. So, 
Um, I'll ask you a question. I have a question. And then um, we'll wrap up the show so you could get on with your night. And, um, you know, I just want you to add at the end um, just some final words for people that are listening. And, of course, you'll be able to, uh, once this podcast is up, I'll send it to you so you could put it out uh, to your supporters and on your pages and stuff. But um, so here's a question. If you could have dinner with any historical figure, who would it be and why? If I could have a dinner with any historical figure, alive or dead? It doesn't matter. Who would it be and why? Okay, so I really would say if it's somebody in leadership, the great Ronald Reagan. Um, uh-huh. I think that and I feel that he was our best president in modern times. I feel that, uh, you know, he definitely – you know, was an icon. He was a, uh, one of the most respected presidents uh, in this country. And he had a vision for America. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely, if it came down to politics, the great Ronald Reagan. Now, if it came down to somebody in general, um, it's a good one because, uh, you know, I really – don't, you know, categorize people as just one person when it comes to an icon. I mean, I have a a lot of people that have done a lot of good. Dr. Martin Luther King, I would have loved to have conversations with him. I think he was a brilliant man ahead of his time, and I think he did mm-hmm. good work for his people, which I, conti- I want to continue because, you know, the problem is, is that these Democrats use – people of color is pawns and leverage. My family, I have family of different cultures and races and backgrounds, as does my wife, and we get very offended when people try to use race as leverage. So I would love to have conversation eight with the great Dr. Martin Luther King, Abraham Lincoln. I would have loved to have conversations with them. The president oh, yeah, they freed slavery. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, good I mean, John F. Kennedy, you know, I think he was probably the best Democrat that America has ever had. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my mother told me stories when she was 16 years old, and it was announced on the news that, you know, he was shot and killed, and she cried her eyes out for weeks. I would have loved to mm-hmm. have met uh, the great John F. Kennedy. So, you know, we just... You know, thinking of great leaders of modern times, I would definitely say that, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King, John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan um, were probably Mm -hmm. my top people that, as far as leaderships, that I definitely would have loved to sit down and had a a great conversation and uh, ate dinner with. You mean you don't want to sit down with Biden? with you. <laughs> well, I think he might fall asleep and be bored of what I have to say. So I I just can't believe that he's not being influenced or somebody's not the puppet master behind him because I'm sorry. Oh. The problem is is that Democrats make it about party. And let's face it, guys, this isn't he has to go down next to Jimmy Carter as one of the worst presidents of modern time and i say that because 
back when the recession hit in 2008, he so happened to be the vice president. We're supposed to learn from history and grow from history, right? Well, history tends to repeat itself. So why would anybody? I get it. So some people, people hate Donald Trump. People love Donald Trump. Okay, you can say what you want about him, okay? I always tell people, turn off your TV and look at your wallet. Tell me who you're voting for because that crap that they have on TV is nothing but political theater. They'll spin the narrative however they want. And what people fail to understand is the majority of these news medias are owned by registered Democrats who contribute yep. to the Democratic propaganda machine. It's the indoctrination, free thinking in this country is shrinking. They're, you know, the problem is is that they're teaching children, you know, um, dependency instead of sustainability. You know, we fail our youth. It's time that we start bringing the trades back and giving these children a reason to want to work hard. There's nothing wrong with having dirty hands. I've had dirty hands my entire life working. I came from the trades because when we were living in the city, we couldn't afford to hire somebody to fix our stuff. So you can't break something twice. So mm-hmm. I just found a love for the trades. I did HVAC majority of my life, heavy highway, civil infrastructure. I've worked on a lot of major uh, bridges, international bridges to Canada. I've worked on all of them, actually. So I think we need to really bring the trades back, not just talk about it like some of the politicians are talking about. We need to bring them back yeah. into the schools, not like a BOCES or a Harkness where they bus them to that because we're talking about the people that are talking about green energy. Well, these buses that bus these children to the Harknesses and the BOCES are using diesel fuel. So not only that, they're paying for the salaries of the people who drive these buses, plus the depreciation of the vehicle. Bring trades back to the schools. Put them in the classes. Make them part of their curriculum. Let's bring back vocational schools. That's where I came from. That's where I went to school is a vocational school. I did electrical for four years, and I used to do night classes to become an engineer. And you know what? I wouldn't have traded it for anything because I thank God that I did it. You know what? And it taught me a lot, and it's something that no one can ever take away from me. And uh, I don't hire anybody to do any of my work. I do it all myself because I've educated myself, and we need to give these people the opportunities, these children the opportunities. So, but uh, I can go on and on, Diana, but uh, I do appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. Um, God bless you. God bless America, and God bless my beautiful town of Cheektowaga, New York. Yeah, we'll we'll be watching you, and I'll be watching you for sure, and we'll be in touch. You know, um, even though I'm a little bit further away now, I will definitely be watching and seeing what what you guys are all up to. And uh, you know, I wish you the best of luck. You absolutely deserve the win, and you know, I know that you know in my personal circle, there's a lot of people that are pulling for you. So. Um, Keep up the good work and keep up the good fight. 
Anything else that you want to add, um, just like a final line for everybody? Yes. Um, yes. Um, we ha There's hope in our town that, you know, I'm the shining light. We can move this town forward, and it comes down to the people. Speak with your hearts. Speak with your minds. And we have a choice here. You know, it's time that we get this town moving in the right direction, and it starts with their vote. And I humbly ask for everybody to come out and vote for Michael Jasinski uh, this November 7th, as well as everybody that's on the conservative and Republican ticket. 100%. And uh, with that, okay. I'm grateful and thankful to be on the further conversations moving forward in the near future. Yep, uh, that it was great to talk to you. And once um, I have it up tomorrow, I'll be certain that I send it to you. Thank you. Okay. So I, I'm going to wrap up the show for tonight, and next week I will be back. Uh, we're going to have on Dave Franklin. He is a candidate um, in New York State for town council. And um, in order to find out what his information is and who he is, you need to tune in. And um, I have a new co-host. And um, he was on our show a few months ago, um, and actually, well, he's been on our show a couple times. Um, Russ Tanner is going to be my new co-host, and I am pumped for this because this guy knows everything and anything there is to know about the chemtrails and what they're poisoning us with. And he also is very big into following the New World Order uh, politics, so um He's going to be a wealth of information, and we're going to change the tune of this show um, almost completely. So um, be sure. I know that, you know, people are talking about food shortages and, and these type of things that are going on, and, and it, it could be very real. could be very real. So um, be sure that you're – and check out um, – I use a greens powder, and I use the supplements. I've mentioned this, and a lot of people have been ordering, um, which I'm very grateful for that you're ordering off of this site. Um, it's called hopehealth.thegoodinside.com. So, again, it's hopehealth.thegoodinside.com. You can find a lot of detoxing products on there, um, a lot of multivitamins, and all of the, this stuff is not exposed to the elements, grown in greenhouses, um, fully approved. Um, by me and many others. So um, check out that, that website if you guys want to stock up. I'm going to suggest stocking up on greens powder. I mean, seriously, with the price of lettuce now, I'm thinking that I'm just going to be doing greens powder because it's cheaper. So tune in next week um, with my friend Dave and my new found friend and co-host Russ Tanner. So I'm Diana, and I'm delivering the truth. In exposing the lies, please catch all of the past episodes on iHeartRadio, Freedomizer Radio, Blog Talk Radio, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, stay tuned next for Bareface is Legal. Uh, Proof Negative is going to be on. He's going to talk about what's going on um, out his way and the crazy stuff that's going on with these new mandates coming back, too. I'm sure he's going to be mentioning some of that. So I'm glad. For all of you that tuned in tonight, uh, check out the Facebook page, and uh, I will definitely have the episode up on there as well. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Michael, thank you again. 
for being on. I'll be sure that I get you the show. And uh, everybody have a good night. Be good to each other. Keep, you know, keep watch and, and kind of uh, watch each other's backs because there's a lot of stuff go, going on. Keep your eyes open and, and don't stir any shit. All right. Have a good evening, everybody, and have a good week. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.